What's up, buddy? All right, so what do we got today? What's the beer? The beer is Half Wit from Crescent Brewery. It is a Belgian wit. Crescent again. Before I give you any other information, Double let's dipping. take a drink. Okay, here we go. That's nice. That's really nice. Nothing beats a wheat beer for me. Yeah? Yeah. Blue Moon. <laughs> it's a popular <laughs> it's, beer. It's a girl beer. Oh, uh, that's all right. I used to be a Coors Light man, too. And that's... I wear Crocs. You're not a fan of wheats, huh? No, dude. I like. I have to be in the mood for it. Like, if it's a super hot day, which was pretty hot today, this is nice and refreshing. It is. With After an orange, that. it's the best. The notes you're supposed to detect are coriander and orange peel. Well, yeah, that's what Same every, as Blue Moon. Yeah. That's a Belgian, Belgian wit thing? Yeah. Nice. Crescent Brewery. Go patronize them and give them some business. They have some really good beers. Tell them the Buds and Suds sent you. And that will earn you no discount whatsoever. Nope. Probably not even any respect. <laughs> but If anything, it might get you turned away. Or you're going to have to wait longer than you otherwise would have. It's not hoppy enough. I'm always going to say that. <laughs> the other thing is the bitterness units. That's the yep. other metric they give the you on everything. Use. Yeah. And this is 20. So it's on the mild end. Bittering units. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> anything. Only 20? This is 20. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Anything over. Baby once it gets formula. in the 50s and 60s, like that's like the hoppy beer that yeah. some people can't oh, stand. Yeah. Dude, I've had beers that were like over 100. That's crazy. Was it, it just like insane. eating a pine cone? The next morning, you could, that's all you could taste even. You're brushing your teeth and you're, it tastes like beer. <laughs> Kudos on their naming, Halfwit. It's pretty clever. So what do you got in your notes, bud? Okay. What do we got here? Make it sound like there's a lot of papers oh, here. Oh, yeah. Even though there's three. Just put that hundred on the outside. Yeah. The rest can be ones. Oh, dude. I've been doing that for years. All right. So we're going to talk about some paranormal stuff. Right episode. on. No? So you believe in ghosts, huh? I don't, but... You do, and that's I a, get That's it. a thing. I want to, but I just can't. <laughs> you do, there's though. Because no, there's no evidence. There never will be. There'll, there will never be any fucking evidence, and anyone that says otherwise and sort of claims to have any kind of picture of a ghost or apparition is a fucking liar. Then why do you watch so many ghost shows? Because it only takes one of them to be true. <laughs> but they're never going to be. But maybe next week's <laughs> episode will be. That's the thing. You got to keep watching. Are you going to miss some really important uh, quasi-scientific research? Whenever someone tells me they believe in ghosts, I think the same of them as if someone would come up to me and say, hey, professional wrestling is my favorite sport. Yeah, right. Uh, There's this old woman that I used to work with, and she apparently really believes in ghosts because we were talking about them one day, and I told her that I didn't, and she looked at me like I said, I don't believe in birds. (laughs) Like, it was was the most ridiculous thing she's ever fucking heard, that somebody doesn't believe in ghosts. Like, how ludicrous. I'm not saying... That's who you are, man. That's you. I don't believe... You believe in ghosts. You watch all the ghost shows. No, I don't. You were definitely dropped on your head as a baby. I listen to a couple paranormal podcasts. (laughs) That makes one of us. (laughs) Listen to a couple paranormal podcasts. None of them are very exciting. Because nothing's happening. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not doing a good job and not laughing into the mic. I have a... <laughs> there's a couple haunted houses in the area, actually. One is like two miles away from us. Mm. It's the Larmer Mansion. The Larmer Mansion. Yep. There is no chance there's a mansion in Larmer. It was a mansion by that period's I see. standards. So yeah, there's that... There's a house in Pittsburgh's Manchester neighborhood on the north side, so obviously no one's going to go there because fuck the north side. Nope. It's known as the house the devil built. Scary. Sounds like a very Irish kind of uh, name for it. Oh, the house the devil built. It's always building houses, tricking people inside. <laughs> All right, so according to the legend, there was a man named Charles Congelier. Congelier? If, if he was French, Congelier. He made a fortune... In the you know after the Civil War, and uh, came up to Pittsburgh and built a huge mansion on uh, it says Ridge Avenue. Not sure where that's at exactly. Again, huge for the time. Yeah, in the 1860s. So he's living there with so his it wife. So had two floors. Yeah, <laughs> several floors. windows. Yep. Three outside bathrooms. <laughs> so he. That's lived. what they call trees. <laughs> he lived with his wife and a maid. And uh, he was having an affair with a maid, like it was the 1860s. every single person did back then. <laughs> so now his wife found out, and I think it was a pretty reasonable reaction. She 
got a knife and a meat cleaver and killed both of them. <laughs> they found her days later in the home, rocking in a chair while she hummed lullabies to the severed head of the maid. Delightful. Yeah. This is off a website. I'm, I'm reading this off of uh, popularpittsburgh.com. No, this is all straight from the so dome. He's watched take, that many ghost shows <laughs> where he can just recite line by line the backstories to every haunted house. In I'd love area. to take credit. I'd love to say that I made that up, that she grabbed a knife and a meat cleaver and just fucking killed them both, but I can't. People do fucked up shit. They do. So Every day. It was uninhabited, yeah, uninhabited for like 20 years because, you know, the, the brutal murders. It was probably hard to unload that that house in the market so it's a two bedroom two bath the living room has some stains what happened in the there new carpet did you see the balcony out there <laughs> so a uh, railroad company purchases the home you know makes it into apartments for the rail workers so they a bunch of them complained of strange sounds and activity and they didn't want to stay there so put the house back on the market uh, a doctor which i think you're gonna like this name is dr Adolf C. Brunrichter. He definitely wasn't doing experiments on people. Don't get ahead of me. So <laughs> he purchased the home in 1900 after uh, he came to America. And he, you know his neighbors didn't, didn't talk to them. He didn't socialize with them. And he would have been forgotten entirely if it hadn't been for the night of August 12th, 1901, when the neighbors were startled by the sounds of a woman screaming followed by an explosion of light within the home. I don't know why I'm reading it like that. <laughs> so, police arrive. They As if you're actually going to yeah. scare me with anything you I know. Say. I keep trying to enunciate <laughs> of light within the home. That was good. The police you can arrive, keep that up. And <laughs> I'm down. Police arrive, discover the body of a woman missing her head. And Dr. Brunrichter, that's fun to say, was nowhere to be found. So... They, they're searching the house. They find a strange secret laboratory with severed heads of five more women. And they look through his notes and they found that he was trying to keep their heads alive after decapitation. He was never found. I thought but you said he was a doctor. Yeah. Guess well, it was not a very good one, Guess obviously. med school was easier back yeah. then. <laughs> Dude, I think I could have been. Do you have a saw? Congratulations. That would have You're been a doctor. the best job for me would have been like a doctor in the 19th century because you never had to be fucking right and people always just gave you the respect. Yeah, you would be like, well, he's, he, he died. I'm sorry to tell you. So must have been the devil. Yeah, um, so I'm sorry, Farmer Johnson. Your wife has uh, melancholy. <laughs> oh, well, what do we do about that? She has to come to my house. Uh, move somewhere warm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, move somewhere where it's nicer, and that'll she'll be fine. I gotta go. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, so that's how easy <laughs> that's how easy it was to be a fucking doctor back in the 19th century. So uh, there was a man in 1927 arrested in New York claiming to be Adolf Brunrichter, and uh, he was drunk and he told the police stories about you know experimenting on severed heads in Pittsburgh, along with locations of more bodies. They searched the locations, but they didn't find any. So. He was he was imprisoned and referred to as the Pittsburgh Spook Man by the newspapers. Spook Man. Some snappy writing back then, mm -hmm. the early 1900s. The Pittsburgh I can see Spook it Man. In larger and blacker letters than the rest <laughs> of the letters. <laughs> Beware the Spook Man. Uh, some I can't remember. Er, here we go. Medium Julia Murray and inventor Thomas Edison were both believed to have visited the home in the 1920s. Murray said was said to have detected a gruesome spirit that she believed to potentially be the killer and have the power to travel beyond the house. Mm, could follow you home. So, uh, Edison had traveled to the house, you know, while working on something that would allow him to communicate with the spirit world. Did he ever accomplish that? The answer is no. But I was shaking my head. It's cool that yeah, it's it's kind of cool that he, I don't know. At least was like, ah, this is worth looking into. Because at that time, you know, in the early 1900s, um, like it really was a big thing for people to have seances and 
trying to communicate with. Didn't Houdini go around and like yeah. disprove those? Oh all man, he bullshit? fucking hated those people, and he should have because they were ripping people off. Because so. he could do it too, and he chose not to exploit yeah, people. Exactly. And uh, you know why ghost shows are all bullshit? It's just the news and past tense. <laughs> it's like here's an area, here's something <laughs> terrible that happened here, yeah, and always... it's just it's just violence porn. It's just here's the, all the bad shit that happened in this area. So there's there's no record of a Charles Wright or Lydia Congelier. The home was never used as a dormitory for immigrant workers, and there is no record of it being owned by a Dr. Adolf Brunrichter. <laughs> well, so, shit. See, but that's that's why I like them, because you take it for what it is, just a story. If you look at just the story, then some of them are pretty entertaining, but it, it does get fucking exhausting whenever someone's like, did you hear that? Oh man, that might be it. That might be the good. Let's listen to the EVP. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said, "Get out of here." Did you hear that, dude? It was like someone going, "Like, oh, I don't want to be here." Let's enhance it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we could. That we was could a be... solid ten seconds of radio. That's <laughs> good in the totally, Hall of Fame file. We could totally be ghost hunters. Hannas. Hannas. Ghost dude. Miss Macaulay's house. Dude, you seen that shit? Fucking... <laughs> Catching mad ghosts, wicked ghosts. There's bodies in the rose garden. My cousin Bobby caught like 20 last week. And, uh, you know, everyone's heard, at least around here, the uh, 13 Bends. And here's the thing. Nobody exactly knows where it is. There, there's Because it didn't happen. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't heard the fucking story. Both of you. It's, yeah. <laughs> Let me elucidate you. It's these supposed, you know, 13 Bends of road that are haunted, quote, because they, I don't know, there was there was an orphanage that burned down. And I've seen I've seen so many conflicting, I'll, I'll say reports on this, say, uh, someone saying that, you know, there, there wasn't an orphanage back in the late, you know, 17 or 1700s. And then some people saying that there were, there's some people saying it was in the mid 1800s. And that it never actually burned down, that it was just decommissioned and they took it apart and sold the stones to whomever. But there are people who claim that if you are driving on that road and you, I don't know, stop in the right spot and you flick on your high beams. Something about speed bumps or something, and, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. There's so many different variations. But the thing, like their whole claim to fame i guess is a uh, <laughs> claim to fame their <laughs> marketing department sucks their claim to recognition so they have you know you you stop in this spot and you like either honk your horn or flick your high beams on and uh you'll several ghosts come out and butt fuck you yeah which one where'd you read that at I, that was way more entertaining a story than i read <laughs> but no you after you drive away and you get home people say you see little uh handprints on the dust in your car on your car so first so you have to the, be a slob and yeah. like let your car get super dirty. Well, it's a dirt road you're driving down. It's a dirt road. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I also heard that, heard, like it's, yeah, like there's people talking Whispered about that. Whispered through the leaves by a disembodied voice. There are other people <laughs> that have written that um, the real 13 Benz isn't there, has nothing to do with an image, that it's, uh, there was a serial killer that was killing women and he killed 13 women and, uh. If you, as you're going around the bend, if you hit the high beams on your car, you will see uh, the ghost of a dead woman at, at every bend. Which, if you know, if memory serves me correctly, this this story was from the early 1900s when not everybody had a car. So, <laughs> why the fuck would this ghost from the 1910s or 20s give a shit if someone flicked their fucking high beams on? Like, oh, he he did the high beams. We have to present ourselves. And why wouldn't those you? are the rules of the universe? <laughs> Of the afterlife. And why wouldn't you make up that story if there was like two other people in the whole neighborhood who had cars? <laughs> no one's going to check your work. Exactly. No one's going to do the bath. <laughs> it is. I saw a ghost. Really? So yeah, those are the, th the three Pennsylvania hauntings that I found that were, I don't know, the least depressing. Those were the least depressing? Dude, there were some, there weren't a lot of good ones, man. Good ones as in I mean, entertaining, close, or good ones as in just horrific shit. All all of like the really haunted stuff is over out uh, towards Philadelphia because that place is just a shithole. And of course Gettysburg, but I More dead that's people. that's a cop out because everything in Gettysburg is haunted, <laughs> according to 
the people that promote the town of Gettysburg. It's like you could you could take a ghost tour in Gettysburg and just see ten other ghost tours walking down <laughs> the street the opposite way. You know, like you could say they that have about their own lane. Any there's, fucking yeah, there's three lanes. Any fucking building, like oh, that's the go. I this is I swear to God, I've heard this ghost story uh, about some hotel in in Gettysburg where these people were staying there and they were told that it was haunted by um, the ghost of a, a Union soldier. The guy wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, sees through the wall, like it permeates through the wall as ghosts do. It's the ghost of a Union soldier, but he doesn't have a head or arms mm. or legs. Just a torso. And it's like, that's the worst fucking ghost I've ever heard of. <laughs> it can't even point at you. It can't Why say, would that out. ghost hang on? Yeah. <laughs> what does it hope to accomplish? <laughs> we don't know what you want. I mean, if it can still get a boner, that's the only way it's going to get its point across. Otherwise, just flopping around. Can you imagine how much better a story would be if the, <laughs> if you said, not only did I see the ghost, <laughs> I saw his dick. <laughs> uh, if we do a future. Stay tuned. Yeah. Ghosts. Ghosts of More Phil- stuff that didn't Ghosts happen. Of Philadelphia. <laughs> More made-up stories. <laughs> so I do have some arguments against the existence of ghosts because they are numerous you had Uh, me yet against ghosts (laughs) so here's one point why why is it that okay there are reports of the ghost of benjamin franklin haunting the american philosophical society library independence hall probably his own house (laughs) like how is he getting to all these fucking places that's what i'm saying like I don't know how the rules of the afterlife work, but I feel like it should be like wherever you fucking die. That's it. Tough shit. Uh, Another ghost from, uh, you know, colonial times, Marquis de Lafayette, who's a Frenchman, died in Paris in his native France, supposedly haunts the house of Samuel Powell, who is the mayor of Philadelphia. Oh, my At God. That time. He was friends with uh, Lafayette and, and George Washington. That's just the yeah, story he told everyone to cover up the smell <laughs> in the basement after he killed his wife. It gets better. Benedict Arnold and his wife, Peggy Shippen, also haunt the house of Samuel Powell. They both died in London. Oh, my God. So how the fuck, after you know, after you die, you just, I don't know, whatever period of, of history was important in your life, you go back to where you were at that time. Their house is like Atlanta's airport for the afterlife. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a lot of layovers and people fucking waiting and bitching. <laughs> you have just to believe you, to fight this hard and to like put this much energy and effort into it. You have to believe in ghosts. I Otherwise, be- I believe that nobody knows. That's the thing. It only takes one story to be true. Oh, uh, I guess. But like, even if if it is true, how about this? If someone has a fucking brain tumor yeah. and it causes them to have a hallucination where they saw a ghost. How is that not true? It is true. They saw a ghost. Uh, it's true in their reality, but what also think about all people... the other ways you can affect the brain, like traumatic brain injuries, well, like psychedelic makes... <laughs> experiences. There's a lot of ways where people could see a ghost. Yeah. It be true. And ghosts not what about exist. The ghost all those that... things could be true at once. What about those stories that have the all important third party perspective? Someone else saying, Hey, this is, this is happening which there are some I don't if have there any. was a good one I don't have any in front of me out of my if there was a good one we would all know papers. but if there was a if good one if there was one, a compelling one it would be known information true there'd be you know National Geographic article about it and shit like Scientific that. America yeah. ghosts are real <laughs> I want to see I want to see that within the next 10 years ghosts real hey find out why they're running out of distractions they are man they use the alien thing and no one even noticed <laughs> did you see that they no. declassified all that alien footage no from i did wow planes. people really didn't notice yeah it was during the worst of covid it was, <laughs> you remember that uh, pilot that rogan had on his podcast yeah yeah they released the footage that his plane took oh for real yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not saying i believe in ghosts i'm not afraid of ghosts i'm saying you I are. don't i saying i'm afraid of ghosts i'm saying you believe in ghosts oh. i'm just saying nobody knows man I would wouldn't, pay wouldn't it be awesome if it was true? It would be. I hope it's true. Yeah. That would be sweet. But I just feel like there's never going to be a time where there's convincing information. Nope. So then you know for what? all How intents about and this? purposes, it's not true. The next episode of the Buds and Suds podcast, we are going to summon a demon live on air. Stacy won't let us do it, but I am totally down. We'll, we'll do it. 
to at your house. Yeah. Well, I'll zigzag. You won't be able there. to follow me home. <laughs> I think we just wait till she goes to bed. Isn't that the thing with no. ghosts? You just have to run in a zigzag pattern, like they can't catch you. They can only run in a straight line. Alligators. Alligators. Same thing. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> playing dead. Oh shit! That's a ghost. Serpentine. Serpentine. Yeah. Do you think playing dead works? If you ever were getting chased by a bear, are you gonna have the balls to be like, okay, I'm just gonna lay it out and play dead? Depends on the bear, man. You might, uh, you might get a couple. Yeah, I think play dead out, is yeah. the advice if you're on the ground and there's a bear bearing down yeah. on you. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's the emergency. But then again, dude, plan. you're not gonna outrun it. They run 30 miles an hour. No, you're not gonna. You're never gonna it. fucking outrun it. You're not gonna outrun it. You wear, you wear Crocs all the time. You're gonna be dead. <laughs> In five fucking seconds. You saw that hose out there. <laughs> I will apologize to no one and bring all your jokes. I wear Crocs all the time. I'm not going to waste them all on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play some looks like. Fuck yeah. How about Anderson Cooper? Okay. You know Anderson Cooper. Oh, yeah. CNN host. Silver yeah. Fox. He literally does look like a silver fox. He really does. He looks like a fox. He does. It's the face. Pointy face. Are there silver foxes, though? Or is that just... A Sexy old guy. Is there a real silver fox out there? I don't think there is, is there? I don't know. I'm not an expert in either. Uh, we'll have to consult. Well, anyway. I'm an expert on old men, but I don't know shit about foxes. <laughs> yeah. So Anderson Cooper, does he look more like vegan Mike Pence? Oh, okay. Or the flamboyantly dressed but professional broadcaster to the elites during the future American Hunger Games? Yep. That one? He is always impeccably dressed. He really is. He just fucking crushes it. He does, but he's gonna give you the business. And you know what? I, how many how many people tune in? They don't even give a shit about what he's about to say. They're just like, "What's Cooper wearing this?" Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that pocket square. What a bow tie today. Yeah. Damn. All right. How about Mike po- Pence? I couldn't pull off polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> polka dots. Mike Pence, Who, and who's vice he? president of oh, the United States. That one. Yeah. Do you need a picture? No. All right. I'm just fucking with you. Mike Pence, number one. Does Mike Pence look like the general from every low-budget sci-fi movie who, despite the scientists' objections, decides to launch the missiles? That's pretty, yeah, that's close. Okay. All right. Let's see if you like this one better. Number two. Does Mike Pence look like the guy from any antacid commercial who has painful burps, <laughs> yep. but after taking Prilosec goes back to playing outside with his obviously too young for him kids? Yes. Number two again. Oh, for sure. All right. He doesn't look important enough to be a general of anything. Yes, he does. He, he gives off like whoever was in charge 40 years ago. Yeah, I don't know, man. You can see it. It's in the eyes. He's got the eyes of a... Mm. You know what I'm seeing, I think, is What's like that? the confident gray-haired person. Like, oh, when you yeah. still can put off confidence and just let it go gray, yeah. like, you have a certain amount of clout. Because everybody's <sighs> doing the hair dye now. You got 70-year-olds out there with jet black hair. Dude, I see this one guy around here, like, all the time at the grocery store and stuff, and, uh... There's just a trail not... behind him, like oh, a snail. Dude. It looks like it was, like, uh, some kind of animal fur, and he just kind of fashioned it into a hat <laughs> slash beard. And, like, that's what his hair and slash beard looks beard. like. Yeah, dude. So the sideburns are just flaring out. He's got a full head of hair. It is jet black with a jet black beard. He is easily seventy years old. Mm-hmm. Here's the how you know if they are baller or if they're a rookie. Yeah, the eyebrows are they gray or are they black too? Dude, I don't know, but I'm gonna look. That'll next give it it's away. So, it's so hard to. I couldn't even. That seasoned veteran or recent? Like I feel shitty about myself yeah. now. I couldn't even like give any distinct features of his because the hair and the beard just it pulls your eye away. It really does. If he should, you know what he should do? He should rob a bank and then shave. He would definitely <laughs> get away with it because they'd be like, "You'll you'll see the you'll know the guy when you see him." He had the fucking hair of a twenty three year old, <laughs> <laughs> but he was seventy years old, and then they're gonna you know see this elderly man with a you know shaved head and clean shaven. Oh, excuse me, sir, we're looking for a suspect. Uh, it is so hard to ignore something when it's like super obvious. I hope I never meet him because <laughs> there is no way he's not going to catch me looking at it. Oh, There's no happened, way. I'm not that strong a person. All right. So I am not going to give that much information about this guy. Okay. But That's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I bet For this gentleman reasons. who I was in contact with. We don't with. have a lawyer on retainer yet. <laughs> 
I don't want to give him, give out his job or something just in case someone knows him and like yeah. it feels weird about it because he had a lazy eye. Okay. And so like whenever someone has like something noticeable like that, it's so hard not to pay attention. We talked about this last really week. Is. But like look in the center of the forehead. I didn't even realize I was doing it. But like oh, you know no. how you pick an eye to concentrate on? I you was sta- I became aware of it and been like, "Oh my god. Oh, you're the worst. I've just been staring at his lazy you're eye the this whole worst. Con- like it dawned on me and I was horrified. I was like, "Oh no." And then what are you going to do? You can't Cause then, like- if, then if you switch, he yeah. knows and it's <laughs> I think I finished the conversation with the lazy eye like a man. Yeah. And so he hopefully didn't oh, notice fuck. I was doing it. Because it's not like you can switch eyes and be like, "Oh, I wasn't looking at your lazy eye." Because then man. he immediately knows. Yeah, and he has shared this look of horror of what a dumbass I am. So I finished the conversation <laughs> with the lazy eye. Yeah, and then broke eye contact and reset. That's all you can fucking do, man. You gotta, man. You gotta stick in it. That feeling. It was panic. Like it was. It was. It made me panic <laughs> when I realized I had been staring at it the like whole your conversation. And you're like, "Oh no, he knows. I know." And I know that he knows. At least it's close. <laughs> like if someone has a big bull on their face and you're staring at that, right. there's no hiding. Yeah, there. yeah. But if the eyes might have been are the problem, yeah. what do you? What is one to do? That's why I'm kept my composure, man. Cool as a cucumber under pressure because I knew if I switched over, he'd catch yeah. me. And well, it depends how you did it. Like if you did it, if you looked away for a second and then was like, yeah, oh, I had to break and that? reset. That's what I did. Okay, okay. But I was in the middle of talking when I realized it. Yeah. So I guess I don't listen to myself any better than I listen to anyone else. You know what you should have done? Listen? You should have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I was staring in your lazy eye. And then switched. <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah. He might have been cool with it. He might have been like, yeah, people do it all the time. It's cool. It's like if you go downtown Detroit and just say the N-word, they give you a sash and they respect you for saying it. Dude, imagine if he, <laughs> if people were trying not to look at it and he was just like, hey, right here. <laughs> and he just pointed right to it and was like, look at that shit. All right. Charlie Sheen. Oh, Jesus. Talked about him last time. Yep. The legend. Does Charlie Sheen look more like cocaine? Mm hmm. Or does Charlie Sheen look like the Magic Johnson AIDS, where he's going to live another 20 years and give it to a bunch more poor, dumb 20 somethings? He kind of reminds me of like uh, just like an anthropomorphic pile of garbage, like just a pile of needles. <laughs> and. Pile of needles come to life. Yeah, he really does. Like he looks, fucking dude. Does imagine... anyone connote junk box more than Charlie Sheen? It tells you music yeah. is dead. That yeah. there's not a rock star that we can point to ahead of him right now. Oh, I think dude, we can yeah. officially. There are no cool rock stars. Anymore. It's time no for the autopsy on music. Yeah, dude. No one's fucking doing any crazy shit anymore. They're all they all died in their twenties. <laughs> But or they're super old and still touring on just Viagra and horse yeah, dude. Like musicians, musicians definitely aren't as badass as they used to be. Like, did you did you watch the Motley Crue movie? Oh, you should watch that. Negative. Shit. They did. They just lived on fucking cocaine and alcohol. Jason Mraz has an organic avocado farm <laughs> that he owns and operates. That's the least rock and roll thing I've ever fucking heard. We don't have rock stars anymore. We just don't. Nope. It's sad. Weird. I definitely, like, I missed the boat on that completely, but just barely, ever so slightly. Yeah. I feel like the 90s was still happening a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just done. Yeah. There's it's still sad. good no music. One's, you know, no one's out there really destroying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> now they're all comedians. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Like, what profession has the most drug addicts now? Because a lot, a lot of people would say musicians, but... I don't know. I feel like actors, man. Actors, a hundred percent. Because they're they pretend for a living. So uh-huh. imagine it's, exactly. it's so easy to pretend that you don't have a problem. They prepare their whole <laughs> career to be yeah. drug addicts. Yeah, that's just what I'm to pretend to be normal and pretend to be a different person. That's why that uh, you know the I take responsibility ad was so fucking awful. Because like they're literally people who pretend for a living. There are, and then none of them say, none of them ever cop to it. They're never like, "Oh, I've I've said this and that." They're all like, and they all say the same thing. If I see it, I'm gonna speak up. I'm not gonna remain silent. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking hypocrites. We all know you said it before. Shut up. And like, why would you think anyone's interested in your opinion on this? Yeah. Like, if I want to learn how to 
pretend to be a different person for a while. Yeah, dude. I'm coming to you. You're our guys for that. You're our people for that. You're, <laughs> yeah. You pretend to be sincere for a living. Exactly. Like I don't go into the, a kitchen somewhere and ask them how to do open heart surgery. Dude, Ricky Gervais had the best response to that video. All it said, all he said was terrible lack of diversity in this video. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. What a British, British thing to say. Ah, uh, Mount Just, Rushmore. Legend in his own time. Yeah. Ricky. Dude, he really is. All right, last one. Let's do it. Joe Rogan. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. All right. Does Joe Rogan look more like the gymnastics instructor for a class you dropped your daughter off where upon returning all the kids are crying? Or does Joe Rogan look like the leader of a biker gang of midgets? Oh, dude, that's a really fucking tough one. Because he's not a very big guy. He is not a very he's like, big guy. Uh, what? Not like average height. I don't say he's he's a small guy. Because he's, he's smaller he than you think he's going to be based on his personality kick your teeth and persona. The back of your head. One hundred percent. But I want to say the gymnastic teacher. Like <laughs> he's just he's an intense guy. He really you know? is. And if you're if I'm sorry, your six year old hey. cried, but maybe she'll stick the fucking landing next time. They might cry, but they're going to get better. That's it. So how about, did midget make you uncomfortable? No. Nah. Where's midget on the hierarchy of words? Is Dude, it like full woke there. jail? Or it is, is it like you just are an asshole for saying it? I'd say you're just like, I don't know, it's insensitive to say. Is it though? It. Well, this is just according to them. According to whom? Uh, the, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, this needs to be said. Yeah. So. You want if, me to say it? I'll say it. Let me prove I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, let me say. Let me say this. Okay. Yeah, you finish. I'll. I'll okay. I'll, I'll think about so, it. So, if you're a little person out there listening to this right now, and if me using the word midget hurt you, I am sincerely and truly sorry. I have never heard that word used derisively in my life. But what you, have, I just want to say about the joke. It is not only that they are not the target of the joke. When I call Joe Rogan a midget, the joke isn't even at their expense because yeah. the fun, what makes it funny to call Joe Rogan a midget is that he's obviously not to everyone. It's absurdist humor. It's like little John in Robin hood. It was, they called him little John. It was funny because he was a big guy. Like it's not, it's not about his height. He's not even the butt of the joke. The butt of the joke is the absurdity of it. So all that oh, said, this is, this I want to say slope, definitively, if you are a little person out there and it offends you when I use the word midget, I am truly sorry, and I will try to not use it in the future. Don't believe him. He was smiling the whole time. However, if you are someone out there listening who is upset on behalf of small people, oh, yeah, you if you off. think you're a narcissistic enough person to believe that small people need your protection, Little people. that you... Let's not get out small of here. They're, they're big people on the inside. <laughs> Just, they're little people on the outside. If you want to control the sounds that I make with my face to talk about other people because you are narcissistic enough to decide what hurts other people that you don't even know, fuck off forever. So, oh, man. you agree with me. The little people community is coming after you. You're going to have your own episode on TLC. <laughs> They're going to be like, this motherfucker. Do you know I... who Brad Williams is? No. He's a, he's a stand-up comic. And he's a dwarf. Okay. He obviously addresses this in a lot of his stand-up. Yeah. And it's fucking, like, he's fucking hilarious. He crushes it. I'm sure he is. So, just because you're a little person doesn't mean you can't have big dreams. But, uh, so he, you know, one of his stand-up specials, he said the word midget a lot. And the little, it's like the Little People Association of America or something like that. They turned on him. Yeah, and they were came after him. and they were like they boycotted his shows and oh, they picketed no. like outside of one of his shows they like picketed wow. and were like motherfucking him and that's one of their own yeah so if they see I don't know what you yeah spouting midget so all over the goddamn place did they keep everyone out of the theater or did people just have to get a running start and then jump had, over to get I think inside? it was the second one yeah okay they just had to hurdle <laughs> the picket line. over the <laughs> over the picket line. There were some scraped shins. <laughs> uh, it, nothing too serious. They still got in in 
uh, he had a really good set. But that's a peaceful protest. Some scrape yeah. shins. I mean, like it was it was peaceful because they that's all the power they had. They couldn't <laughs> really make it too violent. But uh, Bill, Bill Burr has a a great bit about midgets, and he makes so much sense. I wanted and I wanted. To How bring did this. I not make sense? No, no, it's you do. It's just the way he articulates it. Is so much better. How, I don't see how because he's a professional stand-up comic. The way I articulated it, though, I don't disagree with you. Okay, I don't see how anyone could. I I totally agree with you, but the way Bill Burr says it is, he's like, he said it's just it's it's just naming something for what it is. He's like, that's a table, that's a chair. You're a midget. He's like, it's not like midgets were brought here from another country. Exactly, and it's some derogatory. It's term. not derogatory. Yeah. Like it just, it some was, people take it as derogatory, maybe yeah. that's possible. But I, again, as I said, in my that thing, was just the word for it. And then, I haven't even heard that. I've over, never, I'm not even aware of that. I think uh, whenever you say that, everyone thinks about like how shitty, you know, little people were treated so shittily in the entertainment industry, and like I don't know, a hundred percent of the world of people who weren't wh- white guys in tan suits yeah. were treated shittily before 1970. Yeah. So then you know, people, uh, little people prefer to be called little people as opposed to midget because it 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 seems pejorative because of the time that that word arose in i want to say like so the sound if anything it's anachronistic i've heard that word but i'm not confident well we'll cut it it out because you don't (laughs) know what it means (laughs) no i do it means dated dated like at home why would you use so many extra syllables for such a understandable word it means like it was it had a place in the time where it was conceived, but is now outdated because of different standards that society has. Much better definition than just right off the top of my. Think you'd ever do yoga? I'm not very coordinated though. The, that, that's the only thing that would hold me back. I feel like nothing takes less coordination than stretching, though. <sighs> that's very true, but <laughs> I don't think you have anything to worry about, man. You'll be fine. I would try it, but I don't know. I'm worried. I'm wary about that shit. Why? I don't like being bad at things. Why not? You're bad at almost everything. I know, but, and I don't mean but I don't advertise it. I, I, I'm bad in private. I feel like I need to give some more in context yoga. to what I said. <laughs> in yoga, you're bad in front of however many people. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? But oh, me. That's are you listening? <laughs> Probably not well enough. People that go on because <laughs> I'd want to be good at it. Why? Going, you can be, but it's going to take... I know, but I want that instant investment. gratification, son. Ah, uh, yoga's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> the things that I'm good at, like, I'm I'm pretty good at because I latched onto them mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I was already kind of good at these, and now I have the incentive to get better. Now, but, I'm pretty good at faking piano. You I mean, good. like, I can play yeah. I can play it, but... For a total fraud, you're, hack. you're convincing. I'm a hack pianist, yeah. I can totally... Yeah. I can make it seem like I'm a lot better at piano than I actually am. Like one of those 50-year-old scratch golfers who wears the Hawaiian shirt and their uh, stomach see, bulges out under... You lost me at, at <laughs> golfers. Does golf still exist? My old boss uh, used to be a pro golfer, actually. Man, pretty liberal with professional and the golf world. No, here's now. the thing. Yeah, that's what I always thought. But... You can still be a professional golfer and not be like on the PGA tour. Like they have club pros. There is like a professional. There are other professional tours. Yeah, yeah. Besides the Professional Golfers Association. To consider yourself a pro. <laughs> oh. If you get because is that how we're doing it nowadays, we're defining well, ourselves. Yeah, there's you, no objective criteria to meet. <laughs> it's just you get to decide. If you ah, oh, goddamn it! All right. Did fine. you know I was a professional golfer? What would be your thing in your life? The skill that you would enter. If there was some fantasy competition to see who was the best in this skill, you want my opinion first? Yeah, please. <laughs> it's close between guitar and impressions, but I'm going with impressions. Well, you know, I it's a labor of love, really. <laughs> the thing I'm best at, I'm really good at. This isn't a fucking dating site that I'm asking que- you know, <laughs> answering questions for. <laughs> what would you say you're best at? My job, 100%. Man, you are such a worker bee. You're a real company man. It is what it is. You have to take pride in something. And like, I am really good at my job and I try really hard to be good at it. That's awesome, man. What? I know you've told me this so many times. What do you do? (laughs) Exactly. I know it has something to do with you soil. uh, (laughs) No, not you soil. You, you test soil samples, right? No. That happens no in the lab that I occupy. <laughs> okay. 
that's like that's like me going up to a mechanic, be like, you do oil changes, right? Like, well, I'm actually more of a body work guy, but yeah, that happens in the place where I am employed, I suppose. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the ballpark, though. Yeah. I do chemistry. Right. I do chemistry. Yep. Mostly that's gonna just be the first. That's going to be the first shirt in the Buds and Suds <laughs> podcast line. I do chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry. Vinny like- says, chemistry's cool, kids. <laughs> Stick with it. And you can be a real rad dude or gal. <laughs> no, don't go into science unless you're going to be a doctor. Science? You do not get well, paid enough You heard it here in first, science. kids. This is coming from a non-doctor. As Lee is hiding the fact that he hates his job. <laughs> hiding it. <So. laughs> no, I don't hate my job. But it's definitely, it's exhausting. Like, it's hard to, like, apply yourself maximally all the time. Maybe I'm just bitching too much because my lab partner has been on vacation this last week. Don't cover up for them. <laughs> we all know what they're doing. You, get you take that done. stress and you squeeze it out like a sponge. And then the next exactly. day, you know, when someone does something that pisses you off, you just go, oh, that's fine. <laughs> Instead of, you know, That's like, why you need something. <laughs> you need to go punch a punching bag or dig a hole. You got to get that negative energy out of you. Yeah, exactly, because people are fucking psychopaths, and after a while they go home and they start thinking, I think I could get away with it if I killed Brian. <laughs> Listen, man, that's what I do at work. Really? Like, Who's Brian? <laughs> what does he do to you? He must be a real piece of shit. Nah, his kid's really Is good he always humming? Is he a hummer? Listen. I fucking hate a hummer. <laughs> always humming to themselves, like, shut the fuck up. No one is enjoying that song either. <laughs> You're polluting, you're polluting our atmosphere with your sounds. <laughs> anyway, you go, you think about killing at work. <laughs> Is that what I said? Man, you're reading between the lines. I, <laughs> I, I, what I said was, you know, you have to expunge all of the stress with a, you know, a nice shandy. That way, when you go to work the next morning and you're like, you know, I can handle I can handle all the stress that these people fucking give me, and then no, if you don't, nobody stresses me out at no. work. No, the opposite. Like I get all that out at work, like that extra. Oh, energy, you just yell at them right at work. No, I don't yell at anyone. I just like I just push myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen, oh, you'll yeah. know what I mean. You, you worked at Giant Eagle. Yeah. Do you remember seeing weirdos like kind of yes. half running when they were doing their job? Yes. That's me, bro. Ah, oh, dude. Yep. You're the you're the kind of person that it made it really hard for us slackers Sorry. to make it look like we were real jobs. Yep, 100%. No, we work in different departments, though. So. <laughs> you're making seafood. Dude, washing your hands is fucking key. It is key. Any restaurant person will fucking tell you that, but if you animals That's out true. there have gotten sick, there's a seven times out of ten. Man. It's probably... Your own doing. That's you don't awesome. Wash your fucking hands. That's awesome that that job like equipped you with that. Like that you are just yeah. better off now when it comes to acquiring infectious diseases because you were forced to wash your hands to make sure you couldn't infect any of the paying customers. That's a valuable skill you gained. It was a, it was a pretty easy skill to obtain. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't need a. I, I have to actively metal. make myself wash my hands. Like I, my intuition is to just wash them so shitty and How fast. How did you make it this far in life? Got Are you sick. still alive? I got sick a bunch of times and then yeah. got over it. And now then your my immune body... system was like, "All right, we got to kick this shit up." Like, yeah, hell yeah. Notches, Let's make a few tanks. We need some anti-aircraft missiles. Like, <laughs> let's get the big guns in here. All right, let's get the couple Abrams. <laughs> get the machine guns mounted on the side. Were you one of those dirty kids that was always in the fucking mud and shit? Um. I have occasionally every, gotten muddy. I don't know what percentage of my people. childhood I have to spend muddy to a, yeah. like, qualify as a yes for this question, but okay. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I don't enjoy being muddy or dirty. So, but like, I I had friends growing up that were like, oh, there's a, <laughs> look at this fucking mud hill. Let's slide down it. I'm like, uh, all right, like begrudgingly did it. Dude, are you a germaphobe? No, not really. Good. I just if you were like, prejudiced against those germs, I don't think I could have you. No, on no, 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 no. Not prejudiced against those germs. It's just, I don't know. I'm kind of. It's more about the hands, man. I was, I always liked having clean hands. You're right to want that. 
and take pride in your. It's a happening skill. thing, man. It's keep- <laughs> <laughs> it's in right. It's now. keeping people alive. Washing hands. Yeah. I tried to. I tried to uh, edit on GarageBand. It wouldn't let me import the file, and the files that you sent me, it wouldn't even let me play through my phone. It would say that it was playing, but it was silent. What about the ones on Google Drive? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You it, like it's you completely download completely silent. Yep. Okay. I don't so, know. So <laughs> I can't help you. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, and I'm not tech savvy either, so like, yeah. I don't fucking know. And I'm thinking, like, is it because is it an Android Android Apple thing? Is it like yes. a file size thing? Because no, that's an Android Apple thing. Yeah. Apple products don't play well with others. I'm thinking it wouldn't let me. It wouldn't even discover. Uh, it, would, or it wouldn't even let let me find the the files on Google Drive. So like it doesn't even. It didn't let you find or, the files. God damn it! So were they there or not? It didn't let me. Imp- <laughs> it didn't let me import the files from Google Drive. Okay. Because it was, I think it was just too big. If it was like, it was a big file. Like going to a laptop with GarageBand on it, I think it would have done it. But right. This only, uh, it only has so much RAM. You know. I don't know much about RAMs. Uh, oh, Dodge Rams or. <laughs> Dubs- Toughest truck in America. I'm thinking about the CTE goats. Yeah. Yeah. The CTE goats. <laughs> you remember that? You heard it here. Peter Dinklage was a witness. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's nodding at me right now. If Peter Dinklage sues me because of saying the word midget, I will just do whatever he asked me to do. That I would just be, repay it in favors. I would like, do I would just like for the, the story. I would love to go to Peter Dinklage's house and yeah. like plant a bunch of pine trees or like mulch all the way around his mansion. You know how like we were talking about uh, what we would do if we had like a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I forgot to mention one one thing to do, and like I was I was kind of passionate about for a little bit is playing just ridiculously elaborate pranks on a friend of mine. And I think I've told him I, I've I told him about it because I've kind of come to the realization I don't play the lottery, so I'm never gonna win the lottery. So I'm never gonna have welcome five hundred million dollars to nope. just yeah to just blow on stupid shit. Yep. But you're on the right think, side of history. Think about how much this would fuck someone's mind. <laughs> I what I would do is in like. I don't know. In another state, it would have. It couldn't be too far away because uh, drugging is involved in this plan. <laughs> so, all right. In a border, you're putting state, the cart before the horse. I was Start thinking. At the I know. Okay. So I'm thinking. In, I don't know, New York or Ohio. Some, like I said, somewhere close to us where we could just like swing, swing right over the border. Yeah. And uh, you buy an apartment building. You hire a bunch of actors to be there for a day. Your friend, who is the victim, you sneak up behind him, you ether him real good while he's sleeping. <laughs> Actually, even better, while they're sleeping. Do it while they're <laughs> sleeping because they'll probably remember you ethering them. <laughs> but if, you, if you knock them out while they're already asleep, or, you know. The ether it, part of Fear and Loathing <laughs> in Las Vegas, my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Well, don't don't get off topic. So you, you drug <laughs> them. Got more. You drug them real good. Yeah. Uh, yeah you take them, and all you have a team come in, and team, within huh? thirty minutes or like an hour, maybe all their shit is packed up on their way to the apartment building in New York. They're still drugged. Drive all the way there. They set it all up. Yeah. You put them in their bed, uh-huh. and then you just fucking wait. And, and when film. they come out, they're going to be like, this is all my stuff, but this isn't my room. And they're going to walk out into an apartment that isn't theirs. And then they're going to walk out into an apartment building that isn't theirs. And then they're going to walk down the fucking hallway to a bunch of people coming out, a bunch of paid actors coming <laughs> out of their apartment building saying, oh, hey, what's up, Chris? Or like whatever, you know, name of your friend is. <laughs> And he's going to be like, these people all know me. I have no idea where the fuck I am. It would tell me that wouldn't blow your fucking mind. Yep, it'd be troubling. If you woke up in a completely new state with all your stuff in a new apartment building 
and you think, what the fuck is going on? You're walking out of the building and everyone's like, oh, hey, what's up, Vince? And you're just like, I don't fucking know any of these people. That would just boom. What was that word you used earlier that I didn't know what it meant? Anachronistic. Anachronistic. I heard that word and I was just vaguely enough aware of the context to just keep up with the conversation, but... It's a good word, right? You define. I can't even remember how you defined it, but you defined it earlier, and it sounded right on the fucking money. It's recorded. You'll you'll hear it again. Thank God for machines. Thank you, Thomas Edison, and all the good ideas you stole. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's not the only one that stole fucking Alexander Graham Bell, thief. I feel like I remember Antonio some of Meucci. The story. Antonio Meucci invented the telephone. Oh, he's a native of Italy. Obviously, because his name was Antonio Meucci. So he uh, I want, he was in the UK. He tried to patent his idea for the telephone. Didn't have enough money for it. So it sat in a pile of waiting for him to raise the money to patent it. Where a young, well, probably not so young at that point, clerk named Alexander Graham Bell found it, had money, and patented it. Wow. Antonio Meucci, he invented the telephone one year before Alexander Graham Bell supposedly invented it, which he didn't. I am going into the memory warehouse. I am going to the historical figures section, and I am throwing out my file and replacing it with that. Good. It is the truth. Alexander Graham Bell means nothing to me. He's a thief. Scottish thief. Normally, I don't have anything bad to say about the Scots <laughs> because the English are so much worse. <laughs> but uh, shame on this particular Scottish <laughs> Can I introduce oranges to your life? I've had a fucking orange. Yeah, I know. I am sure you've had a fucking orange. But the way you incorporate oranges in your life is you treat them as if they are a lemon or a lime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, I know. There you go. Enjoy. Enjoy having oranges back in your life. <laughs> That's okay. You're All welcome. Right used to work in produce you guys are the real <laughs> heroes hell yeah they You're are the first fence against scurvy fuck yeah <laughs> and in coronavirus america those fucking people in the produce department C. stocking those shelves they are the people we can't afford to live without well check this out produce man did you know that the hit me okay uh you know the white part of an orange or any any kind of uh, citrus fruit the white part. Yeah. Like, like under, the flesh inside. Yeah. Yes. It's called the pith. Pith. P-I-T-H. Pith. Pith. And it has more vitamin C in that part of the orange than in all the rest of it. No shit. So, yeah, everyone throws that part away because it's bitter. It is super bitter. Gross. But if you're eating an orange for vitamin C, damn, eat the pith. Yeah. And people like me because peel those, most of that shit off. So yeah. whenever I would eat, actually eat a full orange, I peel all that shit off. So yeah. I wasn't getting any vitamin C hardly. And like you know those uh, the ribs on the inside of a bell pepper. Yeah, that's their pith. Damn it! And so I have to eat the gross, bitter part of anything to get the vitamin C. Well, you don't have to. It's I'll just take a pill. It's not. I'm an American. <laughs> the reason people fuck don't you eat vegetables. It, get out of my life. It's so it's so bitter, and it's so just foul tasting. It's not palatable compared to the re- you want the flesh of the fruit if you're eating but if, if you're just I prefer I don't the flesh know, if of animals just, if you're just eating for the sake of getting vitamins and yeah eat a whole fucking bell pepper who am I to tell you otherwise <laughs> I eat the stem bro yeah. I'm a vegan take yeah. your chances you make your trades I'll make mine Ch- get your chicken medium uh, so like in the most upscale restaurant there is yeah does chicken have like a range like nope Okay, it's just either it's either cooked chicken or it's not. Everything is cooked. It's a pass fail. There's no variance. Exactly because like, it's not like, it's not like a steak where it's you can eat a steak raw. It it doesn't fucking matter. But if well, it's risky. (laughs) No, it's really not. (laughs) Depends on the animal and the cut. You can eat carpaccio. You can. It doesn't matter. You can eat one and half things. Tartar two things. You can eat two things. you know what I mean. <laughs> but here's what's fucked up. There are a couple historical cookbooks that I've uh, looked through that... What does that them, mean? Uh, cookbooks from like the 18th, 19th century. There are some cookbooks in the... 19th. Are they like amalgams of different cookbooks? like, Or do you just found some random old lady's cookbook? You know what I mean? 
No, that um, there would be famous chefs that cooked for royalty that obviously could afford to print a cookbook. Wow. And it, it doesn't even have to, they don't even have to be that famous or that rich. You no, know, once, once but printing if they wrote a, a thing, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So uh, there are some, <laughs> some recipes from the uh, 18th century that call for like medium rare and medium chicken. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Not not great. That king's appetites are questionable. And I'm going to go ahead and say that he's doing a lot of other stuff that is questionable. I will say this. If you're ever looking to, I don't know, make some really traditional ethnic food from whatever country you're looking <laughs> to, you know, whatever region of the world you're looking to... Uh, Go on. Yeah. Yes. You know what I see. <laughs> uh, look for look for stuff from the early 20th century because that's before they really put hard standards on things. And if you want to know what people really ate, that's where you fucking look. I used to work for this one chef that's had. It was like uh, I wish I could remember the fucking name, but it was a very traditional Italian cookbook, and it was. From like I think it was published in nineteen oh, like nineteen fifteen or sixteen or something like that, and these recipes were fucking old. Like even though it was published in the twentieth century, these recipes were from like the early to late nineteenth century. And one of them was it was ravioli alla genovese, and I was thinking that's, oh, that's a lot of words. I don't that know. sounds really fucking good. You know what is in ravioli alla genovese? Ravioli and what? Oh, it's a ravioli. It's a, you know. Noodle case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a noodle. Case. Dumpling, if you will. Yeah. And Dumpling works. It's filled with peas. Gross. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, you're going to prefer it to the next one. And calf brains. Calf brains. Calf brain and pea. Walked up to a baby cow and bashed its head and took out its brains. Well, they ate the rest of it. As well. True, but damn. Why? See, that's when people say, oh, I like traditional Italian food. Do you? <laughs> Do you really? I like I'd pizza and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's like, I, I would eat that. Would you? Do you really like traditional nope. Italian food? Negative. Like sanguinaccio? Yeah. Sanguinaccio? Like that one sounds gross. Blood sausage? Yeah. That sounds like a crime on Law & Order SVU Italy. Yeah, <laughs> you know the cake boss, <laughs> Buddy Velastro. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. He's incredible. He has an incredible he cake shop is and bakery. As good at making pastries as anyone is as good at anything. Yeah, he's a a master baker, master just like tier one. Every, everything, fucking master. Corey tried to tell me <laughs> that. It was it was all a front to the mafia. And I was like, one, not every Italian person is in the mafia. And two, if it really is a front, they're pretty fucking dedicated to the illusion. Yeah, <laughs> because, man. Like, no, they're legit. That's how the mob survives. <laughs> like if they <laughs> if they're in the mafia, they're the worst members of the mafia because they're like, oh, we need you to do a hit on this guy at like three o'clock in the morning. He's like, ah, I gotta be at the bakery at four thirty. <laughs> I don't think I can make it then. It's like, hey, you know, the bakery is just a side thing. It's a front for what we really do. And it's like, ah, you know what? Tell me later. I, I, I really got to get home. I got to get up early and make this fully tell and all that. So, they're really dedicated to the illusion, if it is. Indeed. I almost hope that they are in the mob. I hope that they're mob bakers as opposed to just bakers. All these fat, sweaty dagos, they come here. <laughs> You're getting called on for, for a favor. Uh, you know, we're thinking uh, we're going to move you to another bakery, which is <laughs> which is code words for we're going to burn this place down <laughs> and collect on the insurance policy that yep. we took out on it. We're going to we're going to set you up in another place and we're probably going to burn you down another 10 years. Dude. It went Here's the thing though, when it did have its time, man, it was probably fucking sweet. Hell yeah. Like in Goodfellas, Grace Greatest fucking movie ever made. And uh, I can tell by the look on your face you've never seen it, which is fucking criminal. Fair enough. But I never will see it. No, you're going to. It's too much of a time commitment at this fucking, point. Uh, I missed nope. that w window in my life. I'm going to clockwork orange you with your fucking <laughs> eyelids open, and you're going to watch Scorsese's catalog. 
Man, it depends on the picture settings. If you like do standard or like limited volume yeah. <laughs> or limited power, like then that's perfect. Obviously, <laughs> you're such a. St- that's that's the the extent that you're a stickler too. Like I, I can only watch a movie if I can adjust the. <laughs> such a dad thing. Such a dad thing. Like, oh, the picture's all wrong on this TV. I can't Dude, enjoy this movie is. like this. You know what I am a stickler for? <laughs> what? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything that brings joy to people. <laughs> Dads have to shit on it. It's our job. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Suck all the wind out of the sails. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you want to. You're so. I wish you people could see his face. He's so excited to do it. It's like you ever the notice volume. when your dad is just so excited to tell you something awful. That's <laughs> no. this is the moment. He's not even my dad. It's the moment <laughs> I'm having right now. Fuck! I don't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> you blew me away. Uh, I think we can wrap. So on that note, everyone. That has continued to listen. I'm really sorry. I love you, and you're welcome. <laughs> sorry, sorry for all the morbid ghost shit and the uh, the beheadings. I guess that wasn't <laughs> not a lot of levity. This has been the Buds and Suds podcast with Vince and Mark. <laughs>